what is polyvagal safety and how do you use it in this episode. I will be answering both of those questions to help you make more sense of the very complex polyvagal theory. My name's Justin Sinceri. I'm a licensed marriage and family therapist that thinks the world needs a new understanding of mental health. Welcome to Stuck Not Broken. This podcast is not therapy, nor is it intended to be a replacement for therapy. In this episode, uh, the title's a little bit misleading because the polyvagal state of safety is not something that can be used. It's not a, not exactly, it's not a tool, it's not a technique, it's not a fidget. So the title's a bit misleading, I just thought that would make sense to people who are looking for this kind of information. Anyhow, I'm going to do a brief discussion of polyvagal safety. I'll be talking about accessing the safety state and uh, building the safety state as well. I'm over on justinlmft.com. I have a blog dedicated to this. I'll put a link in the description uh, for you as well if you want to read the blog. Now, you've heard of this polyvagal stuff, and you are here because you want to learn more. It's dense. It's complex. It's not uh, easily understood the first time. So you're, you're seeking out for more, you know, more information. And specifically, what the heck is this safety stuff? And you might be asking, well, how do I use it? And it's a great question. And like I said, you know, just a second ago, you can't exactly use it. That's actually kind of the wrong question. So let's figure out first, what is polyvagal safety? What do we mean when we talk about the polyvagal state of safety and social engagement? As I often say in the podcast, um, and actually last episode, I definitely recommend you listen to that one. It's about three absolute essentials for the polyvagal uh, new, newcomer to understand. So as I say here often, the polyvagal safety is a reference to biology and all the states are. They're first and foremost a reference to biology. We are discussing biology in the polyvagal theory. We're not just talking about feelings. We're not just talking about quote unquote trauma responses. Biology. We are talking about biology. So polyvagal safety, when I say that or when you hear that, that is specifically referring to the ventral vagal pathways of the autonomic nervous system, to put it simply. When these uh, pathways are active, this results in your ability or a mammal's ability to connect with the, each other, with, with other mammals. It leads to co-regulation, it leads to safe connection, it leads to relationships and families, uh, nurturance. It, it's responsible for all of that stuff and more. Polyvagal safety allows you to socially engage. It allows you to provide cues of safety to another. That's called co-regulation. When you're in your safety state, then you can do things like smile. You can do things like using vocal prosody, which is more of a sing-songy quality to your voice. When you have access to your polyvagal safety state, you can uh, listen and like squint your eyes. It'll, it'll form these like eye crinkles on the sides of your eyes. You can do a genuine smile. You can do gentle eye contact. You can get close to somebody and hug. There's all these wonderful abilities that come along with the polyvagal state of safety and social engagement that are not accessible when you don't have access to that state. The polyvagal safety state, when it's active, it also allows you to do uh, to access other states and to create mixed states. So we have the three polyvagal primary states, safety, flight, fight, and shutdown. When these three states interact with each other or mix, they create mixed states, just like primary colors mix to create mixed colors, right? Red and blue equal purple. Well, when the polyvagal safety state's active, it can then mix with the other states, like flight, fight, or shutdown, and it creates something different. 
So flight and fight get repurposed for play. So fl flight, fight, so mobilization plus safety equals play. Shutdown, which is immobilization, like a death vein or collapse, when safety is active along with it, that becomes something different. It becomes stillness. It becomes that person's capacity to be still, to uh, self-reflect, to sit in class, or maybe like right now you might be listening to me while you are driving or um, sitting in your sitting in your chair at work or something like that. You're, you might be using some level of stillness right now. When the safety state's not active, those defensive states become just flight and fight or just shut down. They become their own uh, primary state. But when safety's active, it becomes something else. So the next question becomes, awesome, Justin, how the heck do I do that? How do I become or how do I access my safety state? How do I become more in my safety state? A fair question, a great question, and definitely something that I must address right now. Before I do so, you may not be aware that you can actually subscribe to this on whatever platform you are listening on, whether it's YouTube or Apple Podcasts or Google Podcasts or Spotify or whatever it is. There is a way to subscribe or follow the, uh, the, uh, the, the show, the episodes. Now, of course, I primarily want you to be able to access every episode as soon as it comes out or the morning of uh, to make sure you don't miss out on anything, right? But it also does benefit me as well when you subscribe. It tells that platform that this show is worth subscribing to, especially if you're liking or commenting you know, on YouTube. But when you interact with the show through subscribing or following, it tells the platform it's worth doing so and it can actually help me to reach more people. So that would mean a lot to me if you could help me out in that way. Now let's talk about accessing this polyvagal safety stuff. Um, you need to do a couple things or you need a, a couple of basic uh, things present in order to access the uh, polyvagal state of safety. The number one is actual, factual, literal, environmental safety. So you need actual safety. You need to be free from actual danger to your person, your body. This also includes more of a subtle form of safety. So let's say you don't have like a clear and present danger, but there might be things in the environment that still take you a little bit out of your safety system or challenge the capacity to stay in your safety system or to access it. And that would be just like these passive uh, cues of danger in the environment that you otherwise would not notice. So that might be like the hum of a refrigerator, uh, uh, bright fluorescent lighting, coldness, temperature uh, has a lot to do with our uh, neuroceptions of safety or danger. So those are environmental things that will affect your capacity to access or stay in your polyvagal state of safety. And the other one, piece number two here is interpersonal safety. And of course, I mean, literal safety, when you're with somebody and they're actually a safe person, they're not attacking you. That's kind of necessary to access your safety state. Co-regulation is the ability to receive cues of safety from a safe mammal. It could be a human. It could actually be a pet as well. When they look at you in the eyes or they come up and cuddle with you and it kind of helps you just feel better. That, that's co-regulation. It's helping you get out of your own defensive state, up your polyvagal ladder into your safety state. These two pieces like actual safety and uh, in the environment and also actual safety interpersonally are completely and absolutely essential for accessing your polyvagal state of safety. So literal safety is important in the environment 
and interpersonally as well. No one has a perfectly cozy, perfectly warm environment or relationship. And if you do, hey, congratulations. So we're not looking for perfection. Really what we're kind of looking for is good enough. Uh, so it's an environment that is maybe not 100% perfect with the right wall color and heaviness of a blanket and the right scent and the right lighting, but maybe you have one or two pieces of these environmental safety cues that can get just right. And that might be good enough to help you get to your, to access your polyvagal state of safety. Likewise, maybe you're with someone who is not a perfect co-regulator, but they're doing a good enough job where you can tell they're really trying to connect with you in their own way. And maybe that's enough to help you to, uh, to access your own safety state. By the way, I actually have a nifty gifty for you. If you're into this polyvagal stuff, it can be overwhelming. There's a lot of pieces to it and they're not easy. So I created this thing, it's called the Polyvagal Checklist. I'll have a link in the description that'll take you to a landing page on my site. Sign up for my email list and I will give you the Polyvagal Checklist. And actually after that, you'll be able to access a whole bunch of other freebies as well. But the Polyvagal Checklist has the most important concepts for people like you and I, people that are curious and hungry to learn more, but aren't in the white lab coats and interested in things like heart rate variability. This is for the little A person. This is for the therapist who is using these concepts in therapy. So go grab your checklist. And for when it comes to the safety state, this might be enough. Maybe you can check that off your list if, if you kind of got it from this episode. But I've also got a whole bunch more free stuff for you on my website. Anyhow, go to justinlmft.com slash polyvagal checklist. That's justinlmft.com slash polyvagal checklist. If you live in a traumatized state, though, it's going to be a lot more difficult for you to access the safety state and remain in your safety state. It's actually going to be a pretty significant challenge. Those pathways, those safety pathways may just simply not be developed quite enough yet. Yet. I don't know. I've emphasized, emphasized the word yet there. Feeling your safety state actually might be really uncomfortable. I had a therapy session today with um, a teenager who was able to climb out of shutdown up into fight and actually feel it. They did. A, they, they were awesome uh, through uh, flight and up into their safety state. And when they got there, they had a little bit of difficulty hanging on to it. And they noticed that uh, thoughts or s thoughts of like self-sabotage kind of would enter their consciousness, thoughts of like, well, can I keep it up? Or thoughts of uh, why even bother? You're not going to be able to, you know, you'll, you'll end up failing anyways. So accessing the safe state is great. And we have to do so in order to practice continually accessing it to make it easier the next time, but also really you're building the strength of those safety pathways. So the building of it is really important. It's not just about accessing it. It's not just about resetting the vagal nerve, whatever that means. It's not about hacking something or other. It's really about the continual practice of accessing your safety state. And the way you know that is you feel it. You'll feel more connection. You'll feel more patience or empathy, calm. You'll feel this impulse to uh, to be close to others potentially, or to look inward and be more curious about what you have inside of you. Those are your indicators that you're in your safety pathway. It's not about doing the right technique to reset or rewire or whatever the popular terminology is at this moment. Basically then like polyvagal safety is not something that you can, not something to be used. It's not like a thing 
that you can like consciously use or turn off and on. It's really something to be developed. It's something that you practice doing and you build the strength of maybe that maybe it's a better way to put it. It's, it's not something you, you can consciously turn off and on. And I don't encourage you to think about it that way. I really think about, I really encourage you to think about it as more of a long process, a journey um, of getting unstuck. It's not a one-time thing. It, it kind of has to happen slowly over time. Now, of course, you can definitely increase the chances of your safety state being active. And the way you do that is by maybe uh controlling those factors in your home. Maybe there is some lighting that you can switch up. Maybe you can add a a comfy blanket or a scent from a a candle that you like. Right now it's fall. I love the smell of pumpkin. That's something that that uh, we have going in in our home. You could also potentially do more active things like playing with your kids or creating something with art. There may be things that you can actively do and really mindfully experience them. Like once you're doing them, like what does it feel like to make eye contact with your pet? If you can mindfully do it, that really helps to practice being in that state and to build the the strength of those pathways. Otherwise, thank you so much for listening, fellow Stuck Knot. I do hope you've learned something in this episode to help you in your process of getting relief from your stuck, traumatized state. This podcast is not therapy, not intended to be therapy or be a replacement for therapy. Nothing in this creates or indicates a therapeutic relationship. Please consult with your therapist or seek for one in your area if you are experiencing mental health symptoms. Nothing in this podcast should be construed to be specific life advice. It's for educational and entertainment purposes only. More resources are available in the description of this episode and in the footer of justinlmft.com.